0: In the 2020s, a pandemic crippled the world. Some panicked, some denied it. These two guys stayed home, drank, and watched movies. These are The Jameson Tapes.
1: Well, as I'm sure several very creative film reviewers said several years ago, don't think it, don't say it, don't watch it.
0: Don't watch it, don't recommend it, don't review it.
1: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Jameson Tapes. I am Alan. We watched The the Bye-Bye Man. uncut, Unrated version of The Bye-Bye Man.
0: Unhinged.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. if if you watched the original cut of The Bye-Bye Man and were, you know, like, you know, this is good. First off, I never want to, like, hang out with you or talk to you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you were like, this is good, but, like, I'd kind of like to see... A fish sucking a dude's dick. A cartoon Alyssa fish st-
0: sucking a cartoon man's dick.
1: I mean, if you want to you wanna get into semantics about it, sure. So, how about I sink this Boilermaker and then we get into it?
0: Alright.
1: I've got 12 ounces of Killian's Irish Red. a Smithwick's Red Ale, sorry. I can't find Killian's anywhere anymore. And into it is going a shot of proper 12 Irish whiskey which is conor mcgregor's brand of whiskey which was slightly cheaper than jameson so let's sing it and drink it
0: and i am drinking at least for now this is actually from ballast point probably the most famous san diego brewing company this is a saison that has been aged in chardonnay barrels which is just insane to me that people thought of that it's good like everything aged in barrels it has that honey oaky finish to it there's this
1: local distillery called union horse it makes some of the best fucking bourbon and rye i've ever had in my life and the actual distillery is like literally within like fucking spitting distance from my house so Uh, sick yeah if you want like a fucking incredible old-fashioned Anyway, we're really avoiding talking about The Bye-Bye Man. <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't even know where to start. I guess I'll start um, with the fact that this is my first time watching The Bye-Bye Man at all. You saw it prior. I avoided Uh, it.
1: This is my second podcast talking about the Bye Bye Man, which probably makes me one of the foremost authorities on the Bye Bye Man.
0: You, unlike most of the world, have seen it twice. Yes. I, Uh, I, I, I just saw it and I already want to forget everything about this movie.
1: Yeah, it's shitty Slender Man. We could end the show with me saying that. Yeah, um, it's the shitty Slender
0: Man. <laughs> if you want to take anything away from this, just that it's shitty Slender Man and Slender Man was already really bad.
1: <sighs> I mean, even just in concept, it feels like a ripoff of the actual Slender Man lore. Yeah, a poor ripoff, like not an inspired one. With some really confusing actors present, all of the non-famous actors doing just a really piss poor job. Except Larry. Um, yeah, no, Larry rules. We'll talk about Larry. Also, I wanted to pitch to you in this, our second episode. I, I mentioned it during the recording. I would like for us, for every film we watch, to pick what I'm going to call a spider room moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Do we want to just call about now or just like mention it when we... Let's,
1: we'll mention it when we get to the scene, but okay. they, they do something similar on, if you've ever heard of a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time, they they pick a moment that they call their shining light <laughs> Spider Room moments may only apply to terrible films, but it's the the, the one thing that like, you know, brightened the whole experience for you.
0: I mean, I'm sad that my Spider-Man would just like it was just so early on and there was nothing left after that. So it Yeah I wouldn't say it saved the movie for me, but it was definitely the one thing I'm gonna take away. So do we wanna run
1: through this this movie no I, I
0: don't want to but <laughs> we need
1: to okay welcome, welcome to the second episode thanks for coming you guys. Bye.
0: <laughs> i guess i'll just say this is a bad bad movie this is not except for like minuscule moments this isn't fun okay. this isn't laughable it's just poorly constructed it's not enjoyable to watch I didn't, like, want to walk out. I mean, if I saw this in a theater, I would walk out, but I didn't want to, like, just, like, say, you know, Alan, we're stopping. I don't want to watch anymore. Yeah, but
1: yeah, no. Oh. No, this did confirm my statement that you are my favorite person to watch movies with, because... Because <laughs> yeah, I can survive was... Bye Bye Man unrated. Yeah. No, just, <laughs> I, I found this to be an enjoyable experience. Sure. Overall. No, it was fun watching it with you. Absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, this movie's dog shit.
0: Oh. Uh... <laughs> this movie is a dog compiled of eyeballs and eyelashes or whatever shit
1: yeah and oh. i was on the witching hour when this movie like came out in theaters having seen it in theaters with a friend i don't know if that's why me and that friend haven't spoken since then <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: hey you ever talked to alan nah man not since the <laughs> i
1: lived with this guy for a year and we haven't talked to each other ever since we saw the pie about me I keep thinking of how to
0: start this and
1: I just, I just don't, I just don't want to. (laughs) Here's, here's a good jumping off point for us to discuss. Our first episode. Uh (laughs) Yes. Bloody Pit of Horror. Unexpected
0: Um, smash hit for the both of us.
1: That movie is bad. And I have watched it three more times since we've done that. We recorded that episode.
0: I have rewatched clips of it multiple times since we watched it. And I just, I keep Um, thinking about it too.
1: And if you want to, by the way, everyone, there's riff tracks of it if you want to check that out. It's pretty funny. They they even at one point make the exact same joke I made while we were watching it, (laughs) which is when he, he hugs the lover of death and pulls away and looks at it and goes, you're
0: beautiful. Like we were cheering at that point in that movie. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah!
0: <laughs> Poetic justice. A2 Scarecrow. Check off
1: Spiky Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it all makes sense. Finally. I see now.
1: Beautiful. We were so, um, so hyped. Bloody Pit of Horror is terrible, but also it fucking rules. It's amazing. <laughs> this movie, I, having seen it twice now, will safely tell everyone listening to this i am never watching this film again no
0: i don't care if we had a patreon set up and fifty thousand dollar goal was we'll re-watch the bye-bye man i'm not doing it
1: <laughs> fuck this movie i will fifty thousand dollars i will sleep through another showing of the bye-bye Man.
0: <laughs> i'll put it on it'll be there
1: so the bye-bye man we start it's the 60s. It's
0: Wisconsin? 70s. 60s? 70s? I always get the two I think, mixed I up. Think
1: we, I think we start in the 60s. Oh, it's 69. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's 69. Nice.
1: nice. It's the 60s, Wisconsin. Go Packers. Go Badgers. And we, we meet the hero of the film, Larry.
0: Larry, <laughs> you know what? This is probably this movie's biggest crime. It's not just ripping off Slender Man. It's not doing a poor job of ripping off Slender Man. It's not wasting its audience time. It's the fact that Larry... Is a B movie delivery and it's fun, especially compared with everything else that happens in the movie. But he's not the movie, I wish he was this movie.
1: Larry should have been your movie, yeah. You you (laughs) Um, had a great thing going. A guy shows up to a 60s house and he's wearing glasses and he's got a sweater vest and a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: he walks up knocks on the door is like did you say the name well yeah to someone okay goes gets a shotgun and and like I don't want to like do a frame by frame on this someone's trying to be James Wan here the director is really trying to be James Wan it's a wide shot it's handheld Larry like goes turns around looks in the direction of the camera but not at the camera and just does the i am so sorry for what i have to do moment gets a shotgun out of the backseat of his car then just starts tearing the house apart
1: larry goes around apologizing and saying don't think it don't say it and Uh just shooting the shit out of people with a shotgun he shoots the lady he shoots a guy in a wheelchair
0: (laughs) i just thought of something the guy in the wheelchair is in a wheelchair and has leapt out of his wheelchair to crawl on the ground because his legs, he's paraplegic, instead of just wheeling away in his wheelchair. Yeah. I just, I I, I didn't even process that the first time, like when we watched it. And now I'm thinking about it. Why did he do that?
1: Yeah, no, I I, I was thinking it the whole time, but, you know, I was thinking it, but not saying
0: it. Presumably it was so they didn't have to shoot more rooms in that house. Because he gets into the front door, it goes to like,
1: it's... They only built two rooms of 60 set, and damn it, they're going to use 60 set.
0: I'm going to call that, my friend came up with this forever ago, it's called the white people room. It's the front of the house where all the nice shit is that no one ever goes into except to have company. My parents have a white people room. My friend's parents have white people rooms. And ever since he called it that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's that... just
1: the room where my dad gets high and listens to records. But... Well, see, that's,
0: co- that's cool. But no, my my parents' white people room is really just, yes, this is where Christmas happens and nothing else. <laughs> like when we come over to hang out, no, we go into the other room with the TV. We don't hang out in there. No one hangs out in there. Anyway, getting off track. Like, comment, and subscribe if you have a white people room. So
1: Larry leaves. <laughs> and he shouts at some people across the street. who's he's like, did you tell anybody? <laughs> and they run into the house. We cut away from the 60s from there, I think. He
0: kicks in the door that has not been locked, apparently. Can someone recut this beginning for him to yell garbage
1: day? <laughs> <laughs> it's so unfortunate we now have to leave Larry. Now
0: that I'm really thinking about it, this scene is bright. Not like oversaturated Bright, just it's a nice day out in Madison, Wisconsin.
1: There's some definite this is supposed to be the past filter.
0: But it's like Bright and cheery and he's murdering people with a shotgun. It's so gonzo. I wish the movie was that. I wish it was just Larry struggling to deliver his lines and to do whatever <laughs> else his character, his character is supposed to overcome. But then we cut.
1: If we had a whole movie that started with Larry killing people, and as the movie progressed through his killing spree, we started getting flickers of the Bye Bye Man and have and like piece together what's going on as yeah. he goes on this killing spree. That would be a rad fucking movie. Weird. this is not the movie we got
0: <laughs> it's weird because so much of this shit is aping off of like the conjuring which takes place in the past i don't know why you didn't
1: just continue with that
0: why does it have that, to be about three college students that we do not give two shits about in modern day
1: yeah, that sets up modern day three college students who i'm sure have names <laughs> I can't believe i'm gonna remember this
0: sasha elliot and john
1: yeah i remembered sasha and elliot because characters repeated their names a bunch Literally, if you had asked me point blank at the start of this podcast, to name one character, I would have said Larry. Larry. (laughs) Because Larry rules. Uh Anyway, I'm sorry, but we have to move on from Larry. So we meet our three college students. John is a bit of a jock. Kind of? A little, he's athletic. We see him with his shirt off. He's He's, he's athletic. This is the weird
0: thing. This is the bad thing. This is one of the systemic problems of this movie is we have three college students who have almost nothing to their
1: personalities. That whole jock thing for me was just kind of inference. It it was just kind of there, but like,
0: it doesn't show him like being on a team. We don't have any lines, not a lot about him. Like, I got to get to fucking football practice. You know, like none of that. He just has a baseball bat at one point and wants to play baseball in the yard. And he's pretty cut. (laughs) And he's pretty, and I think he's taking a philosophy class. And Elliot is also there I don't know what his shtick is other than the fact that he and Sasha
1: so are Alan, dating. And of, kind of a hipster. Oh
0: yeah, he did He did apparently listen to every band that Alan did in high school. <laughs> <laughs> As Evan by Spice an, t-shirts.
1: It's kind of embarrassing. Nice Joy Division shirt, you tool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone said it.
1: As someone who enjoys Joy Division, nice Joy Division shirt, you tool. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an Iron Maiden t-shirt? Ed Kennedy's. Ed Kennedy's. Is it part of the plot that this guy likes all the music I liked in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to get, be bothered by your jump scare, because I noticed he was wearing a Violent Femmes t-shirt, and that's, like, literally one of my favorite bands.
0: <laughs> Alan, I'm sorry. You're stuck in the Bye Bye Man movie. This is about you. You've always been in no. Madison,
1: Wisconsin. No! Can't have too much cheese. There's so many calories. <laughs> no Packers! I mean, shit! He had on a Joy Division shirt and a Dead Kennedys shirt. and But, I mean, like, also grow up a little. Like, I, still listen, I still listen to that music, but, like, come on.
0: <laughs> You're in college. Find something new. So our college students are talking outside of school and they're excited for something and then they immediately leave school to go to this house that they're renting i don't know why we had to establish they were college students but whatever and Um, now
1: we we have to establish my other favorite character in this movie the house itself the, the, the the actual piece of horror
0: like grounded real life horror that should have been the source of everything in this movie but it isn't they walk up and they say we rented this place it's fine it said it was fully furnished the house is a dump. The it door is off the hinges. Garbage. The radiator doesn't work. i sincerely questioned that the water has been like filtered or cleaned or anything. It looks like it's been abandoned for 10 years and they're renting it. And then it's revealed that they're going to have to like fix it up. They're okay with this. Three college students rented a place to get out of the dorms that is in disrepair. And so we're just like, this place has asbestos, doesn't it? This place yeah. has mold. There's a gas leak.
1: So much of this film makes sense in retrospect. Yeah. As you're watching it, if you watch it through the lens of, like, there's some chemical in this old piece of shit house that is driving everyone nuts.
0: There's asbestos falling from the ceiling. I think that's a problem.
1: Every Literally everything is filled with black mold. <laughs> maybe that's the plot of this movie. Maybe there's something, like, maybe this, like house just like has black mold and it's like poisoning their fucking brains
0: it's like mold asbestos radon in the basement <laughs> there's probably a co2 leak They're All just like losing their minds and possibly to get myself to sleep tonight and not keep thinking about this movie i may just decide no that was the real intention everyone just misunderstands this movie it's perfectly
1: fine yeah. actually a good film we just <sighs> missed it. we just missed it oh man just kidding this movie's movie sucks Dick. <laughs> Movie's a dick-sucking fish. How oh, can we talk uh, about the dick-sucking fish shower curtain? We're about there. So, again, I've watched... I watched this movie when it came out in theaters. My argument when I presented this film... This is my fault, by the way, everyone. Sorry. That was, hey... There's an unrated version of this movie now. We can watch that version of the movie. It'll it'll be like watching a whole new movie. No.
0: Shortly (laughs) after recording the first episode, Alan and I sat down and said, you know, we're having a great time. Let's get a list together of movies to watch. And we rattled off a bunch. And Alan said, all right, we should watch The Bye-Bye Man uncut because it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Or unrated, (laughs) rather. And your justification was, we just watched a really good bad movie. Let's juxtapose it with the bad, bad movie which and is, yeah, that, which I is fair
1: that's a, it's, it's an important it's an important comparison
0: it is because we like uh, that those terms are thrown around a lot of good bad and bad bad i mean a lot of it is subjective it, it kind of depends on your taste but i think these are very very good examples of a good bad movie and a bad bad movie yep after watching bloody pit of horror i was on cloud nine I was just yeah. so happy with what we did. I couldn't wait to get to the discussion. I re-listened I, to our recordings multiple times after we made them just to relive the moments of joy. And here I am I, trying not to talk about this movie.
1: <laughs> I sort of accidentally knocked it out of the park with a uh, bloody pit of horror. It, it was a wonderful and, like moment of
0: the universe, just like coming together. And then I made
1: you watch the <laughs> bye-bye. <movie>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a true test of our friendship and this podcast strength is all right. Next up is
1: the bye-bye man, motherfucker. So let's get to the first unrated moment. Jock guy goes to pee, calls his friends into the room, hasn't finished peeing. So like still dick completely out. We don't see it, but like, nor do we think it or say it. We don't see Uh, his dick, but we do see we do see the wallpaper in the room that he points out to his friend, which is a cartoon of a fish sucking a fisherman's dick. Is that a fish sucking a dude's dick? Yeah. Huh. Okay, that was definitely not there before. That was not in the original cut of the movie. Imagine, if you will, releasing an unrated version of a horror film and adding back in the scene where there is wallpaper with a fish with fish (laughs) sucking a dude's dick.
0: I really hope that's the only thing that was added. (laughs) Somehow, I don't think so.
1: And it's like, hey, wallpaper is like a cartoon of a fish sucking a fisherman's dick. And then that's the scene.
0: (laughs) Isn't that funny? It brings up the obvious questions of was that improvised? No, because it's so clearly in shot. It takes up like a third of the frame. Did someone go out and buy that? Was it just in the house? Was this like, was the director like, we gotta get a scene with the dick sucking fish wallpaper? It needs to pee in the movie. <laughs> Why is this in here? What does this like what does that scene actually serve other than the fact that they're comfortable with each other because one friend likes to have people in the room when he's peeing? I don't know. It's weird. It's distracting. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> this movie costs $7.4 um,
1: million. Oh. Uh, so at the dick sucking wallpaper. Then we just have general general like character introduction stuff where they're like kind of establishing their thing
0: and one of their things is literally there's a possible love triangle here but here's the thing none of them are likable none of them have much of a character so off the bat we just kind of don't give a shit and we're just like well then just have them be a menage a trois like what difference does it make
1: I would give this movie a whole extra point on our non-existent scoring system if if they were just like uh, a polycule. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, but by the way, yeah, this podcast does not have a scoring system. So if you're yeah. expecting one, don't bother. Yeah, no. Unlike gender, does, yeah. there is a binary here. It's yes or no. This yes. one's a no.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, you don't have to skip ahead to know our opinion. <laughs> just no. Can we just title this
0: episode no? I wanna, we should title the first one fine. And this one, no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn it, we're thinking of Bloody Pit of Horror
1: again. <laughs> I, I miss, I miss Bloody Pit of Horror so much right now. Fuck <laughs> uh, I can see him in his little Riddler mask, and he's so excited about doing the torture. <laughs> Oh. oh.
0: Okay, reverie over. Back to the my man. There's
1: so little of this film. <laughs> okay. The house is garbage it's cold the heat's not working there's a literal hole in one of the ceilings they say oh it's supposed to be furnished but then they go into the basement where all the furniture is apparently stored and it's like oh we have to set up all the furniture and that
0: that is false advertising it is like not fit for habitation without work and i i have one joke that i wanted to point out that i made that i'm proud of in this episode and i said they misread the fine print it says it's fully tarnished Not furnished. And I'm proud of that one and
1: I don't care what anyone thinks. It is a solid joke. It kind of just cuts to the house party then, doesn't it? That, okay. Oh, I do want to point out that the jock is, in this scene, playing with a shoe like it's like it's a basketball or a football and then jumps up
0: as if to make like a a basketball shot and hits his head in this low ceiling basement that they're in because
1: yeah and and to me it was the epitome of like anytime you hear like you know the joke about oh as an actor just find something to do with your hands yeah (laughs) what he was doing didn't make sense (laughs) i felt like
0: they watched the behind the scenes Interviews for the Blair Witch, and they're like, just, just like, you know, give them some clues and let them act it out naturally, and it'll be great. But like, this isn't a found um, footage movie.
1: It, it is not. So, house party then.
0: Yeah, they spend two hours in this abomination of a rental and go. You know what we need to do invite other people over yes <laughs> expose other so people have, to this horrible they, thing a, they
1: have a college party a college house party and elliot is talking about how his girlfriend got all this set up and the all this in that sentence was <laughs> some some lights
0: some lights <laughs> downstairs that was it oh, oh uh, well it's not completely elliot's, a college party
1: yes i was getting to that because elliot's older brother is there with his like seven eight-year-old daughter At a house party, at a college house party, and I'm not even like it's not like
0: it's not toned down. There's literally people with red solo cups drinking booze, dancing to music. Little girl is is in the middle. It is
1: full on movie college house party. Red red solo cups, all about people making
0: out, and there's just like this little kid, a
1: little kid in a pink tutu. Just there. And amidst the adult party, Tutu Girl goes upstairs. Oh, wait, not before the big brother implies that maybe, like, you know, yeah, it's a good thing you're not jealous. Like looking at back like, roommate and Elliot's girlfriend.
0: Yeah, Sasha and John are like dancing together. This is what's so confusing. From the outset of the movie, there's all this clear, like, they're all just in a thing together. And this is used to later set up paranoia and jealousy that is all fabricated. Because yeah. clearly there was no problem prior, or if there was, it was not displayed to us. So we're just sitting there going like, just say they're in a three way, who cares? They're, they're polyamorous, yeah. who gives a shit? It's okay, he gets to dance with her, I get to watch MP now and then. Yeah. This, re- this really actually feels like a menage a trois, yeah. which again, I kind of would just prefer than a-, a random roommate being yeah, there. Again,
1: one of the many cinematic issues that could be solved with polyamory. <laughs> You would have got a whole extra point on our non-existent scoring system, movie. All you had to do was two things.
0: Number one, have the house be the problem. Number two, have them be in a relationship together. Who cares? Number three, more Larry.
1: You know what? what? Actually,
0: throw those other two out and just add more Larry. (laughs) Fuck
1: the other two parts of this movie. Fuck it. Who else the Larry
0: movie? I want to see Larry going postal and just being really upset about it. (laughs) (laughs) And us not knowing why Larry is upset until the very end. Yeah, his older brother's like, man, this actually kind of irks me. His brother's like, oh, man, you're you're having a great time. Are you sure you want to settle down with Sasha, your your college girlfriend? And Elliot says, yeah, man, I think she's the one. Well, that's cool. But, you know, don't rush into this. Like, I didn't get a college education and I wouldn't throw my home life away. But, you know, I missed out on something. And what he has (laughs) is a stable job with a good income a loving family, and a house. So it's like, what are you missing out on, dude? What What is this movie trying
1: to say? It would have been fine if he had been less subtle. And it's like, are uh-huh. you sure you want to settle down? No, no. go. Go fuck everything. Fuck, fuck everybody.
0: Everything. <laughs> Tear this house up. Burn it down when you're done. <laughs>
1: foreshadowing so that just hurt uh, me because then, it was kind of stupid then his daughter the literal child at this college party and oh, actually I, I, I,
0: I think i just noticed a continuity error so before the daughter goes up of uh, sasha and her goth medium psychic friend go upstairs but then yes. she also goes upstairs but they're that not in the room happen.
1: she's in that does happen yeah uh, oh you mean the goth friend who's crazy because she wears a hat <laughs>
0: <laughs> Elliot's. My friend is here. She's weird. She wears a hat inside only weird people wear hats inside is a
1: thing this movie establishes <laughs> we're like uh, what the fuck does that
0: mean you've never worn a baseball hat inside just because oh
1: god this fucking dumb movie <laughs> uh, Like the, the
0: dialogue is awful it's it's stilted it's nonsensical not in a fun way i only i can't even say it moves the pl- well no it does move the plot along to an horrible degree but whenever it's not moving the plot along it's just inane it's stuff like people who wear hats inside are weird
1: if i could give a worst actress award it's (sighs) gotta go to sasha sasha man she
0: spends half the movie just coughing and feeling bad she doesn't do it um is that her fault or is that the script's fault i don't even know
1: i don't even know. know there is a chance at one point for her to deliver a line with some emotion and she absolutely does not I mean, it's, there's some stiff competition because there's also the goth psychic girl who delivers every line in the same tone.
0: I feel like the director said, okay, I want you to just channel Daria, which yeah. has its place. Yep. I personally love Daria, but the snarky, disaffected, uninterested tone, it don't work in a horror movie where you're characters are supposed to be very afraid and in trouble yep so
1: little girl goes upstairs there is a nightstand has ellie already seen
0: the nightstand before then i think he has
1: oh yeah he already saw the nightstand and he gave his girlfriend a card and
0: oh, oh oh okay so
1: two things number one
0: the nightstand just has scribblings of don't think it don't say it and the bottom is the bye-bye man he reads it whatever he leaves a card on the bed for his girlfriend sasha to read and it's not written on it is cut out pieces of words from magazines that like what robbers and ransomers do when they kidnap people and but you don't to get it
1: he's he's so artsy and fun and hipstery no that's fucking creepy yeah no yeah also that it's but, also that too it's like, that a lot actually like i'm a giant
0: <laughs> hipster i would never do that because that's weird and creepy yeah.
1: and she reads the card it is maybe i can't remember any of the exact things she reads off the card i just remember it being cringy as fuck yep so yeah that happened earlier now we're back to little girl in the tutu at the drawer and
0: this is our second like super james Wanzy shot here
1: a coin falls off of the end table onto the ground he picks it up and puts it back on the end table and it falls off again and it falls off again
0: is the bye bye man just a stupid tooth fairy here's your coin but I haven't lost any teeth. Oh, right. That part comes from <laughs> Shit. Um, and I get that back.
1: Okay, leave the room and come back in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta set this all back up.
1: And then she opens the door and we see the head of a dog made of meat.
0: <laughs> so this room is on the second floor and clearly like built into the roof. Because of it's, how it it's like, like the attic. Yeah. And there is a crawl space into the eve of the roof. There's two. They're kind of parallel to each other. So we have a wide shot, and she's going into the right, and out of the left one, we see the dog poke its head out. And then just never mind. Perfectly lit scene. No tension. yeah There's just a meat dog there. There's the meat dog. And that really I think that sets the tone for this movie as far as is it scary? No, there's no setup. It's literally just, it's where's Waldo of, hey, there's the bye bye man again. There
1: is one jump scare in this movie that got me. Yeah. And okay, okay. I think I talked about this the first time we talked about this on the other podcast, but I'm going to talk about it again. You can't just make us bored and then put a jump scare (laughs) in. You just
0: described most horror movies these days, unfortunately. It's making people bored until the jump scare shows up.
1: I used to be so anti jump scare because I was a pussy. And I've come around to it. There is such a thing as a good jump scare. Yes, yes. That, it, it, built, it, that has built tension and is earned. And this movie yeah. had a jump scare where I had like zoned out and stopped paying attention. And then it popped out the bye bye man. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I'm awake. <like, laughs> <laughs> uh, you did
0: it I, I didn't react at all because i was like oh yeah he is there in the background because <laughs> again
1: no no this was uh when he was looking in the glass at the when he was spying on them
0: oh right i was thinking yeah. of when elliot is first like investigating the scraping sounds and he's just kind of there in
1: the background no yeah that was I'm, I'm gonna get there not to kind
0: of bemoan this point but jump scares i think any honest horror movie fan will say i appreciate them when they're earned which is not an easy thing to do. I'm gonna keep up bringing James Wan for this episode because James Wan is a fascinating director. He did Saw, he did The Conjuring, he did Insidious. He did so many things and did it like once or twice And then moved on, but the system of Hollywood has just, like, replicated that over and over and over again ad nauseum. Yeah, no,
1: no, no, no. Hollywood has cribbed so much from James Wan that he just kind of did, like, once or twice.
0: Yeah, and then he did Malignant, because I think he looked around and went, oh. I fucked up. I got to fix this. And thankfully, Malignant was fucking fantastic.
1: Uh, Malignant fucking rules. I watched it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, oh, that was great. So, uh, Discord, I forget, like, it must have been like midnight your time, but I was just like futzing around on my phone. And I go on Discord and you're like, Malignant's back on HBO Max. And I went, What?
1: <laughs> I yeah, watched it then it was, and there. It was midnight because I was literally getting off work. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah we're
0: both Um, like oh my god we gotta talk about about the movie again (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay so James Wan this is just aping off of James Wan but like with none of the characters that we like none of the good cinematography that we like Uh, and the jump scares they're not earned most of them don't even land
1: i'll come out i'll come out and say it then because i keep dancing around it Uh the scene i thought maybe i liked elliot comes downstairs and the bye-bye man is in the background and it's really really subtle that he's there i thought maybe i liked it for a second and i was like james wan has done this better a million times over
0: (laughs) yeah and and the i think we just we brought it up when we saw that it was okay that would have been creepy, but me, all I know about the bye-bye man is that he leaves coins places. I am afraid of the thing that leaves coins in places.
1: The thing that moves coins from where you put them.
0: <laughs> You'll never find your lost change again.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, here it is on the floor.
0: <laughs> never mind. I, I heard it fall over there. It's all right. That's yeah. all I have for him. And there's a dog somewhere, so when he's there, I'm like, what threat do you pose other than just being... If you were a real person, a house invader.
1: And this was our first clear glimpse of the Bye-Bye Man. I want to get into this now. I understand a movie being made because you have a cool creature design, mm-hmm. but he's not.
0: No. no. <laughs> like,
1: everything everything about this movie would have made sense if, like, some special effects artists really, like, f- bit fucking how wild. Yeah. But they just dress doug jones up like a dude
0: dude in a heavy jacket with a hood (laughs) that's it
1: it looks like doug jones as ryan reynolds as deadpool uh, (laughs) in a hoodie yeah with a cgi meat dog
0: that's it and he doesn't have any teeth to him because again all he's done up to this point ignoring what larry
1: did is just leave points places he's not interesting to watch in the few glimpses we get of him he's not scary in the few glimpses we get of him even when we get a clear look at him, he's not doing anything interesting. When Michael Myers he's is in... just there.
0: <laughs> when Michael Myers is just there, you know someone's about to die. When yeah. the Bye-Bye Man is just there in the beginning of this movie, nothing happens. You, you can't have a horror movie where nothing happens.
1: He had some of the lore of the Bye-Bye Man explained to us. Oh, God, yes, they gave a rundown. Like, that rundown, like, explained some stuff. But okay, you had made the comparison to Freddy Krueger. Like, explain to me Freddy Krueger right now.
0: Okay, and it's been a while, but basically Freddy Krueger, I think, killed some kids or something. And then the town, like, killed him and he came back for vengeance. And his thing is that if people, if he gets into your mind, he can control your dreams. And if he's in your dreams, he can kill you for real. So you can't fall asleep. And it's really hard not to fall asleep because humans need sleep. And if your friends figure it out, he gets into their dreams too. It spreads,
1: blah, 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 blah. Cool. Explain Jason Voorhees to me right now. Jason Voorhees
0: was a, well, okay, ignoring the first movie. Basically, he is a abused kid who is insane, has mommy issues, and his mommy tells him to kill people. And he just stalks horny teenagers in Camp Crystal Lake and kills them.
1: Okay, Cool. Without any of the lore Sade explained to us, explain the bye-bye man to me right now.
0: (laughs) The bye-bye man, without the lore Sade said, the bye-bye man scrapes bricks, leaves coins, and hangs out in the background.
1: Yep, that's it. That's it.
0: (laughs) There's no threat at this point in the movie. There's nothing to be afraid of. Because what Larry went through has not yet been explained. And it's not like it's hard to figure out. But purely from a writing standpoint... There's nothing to him. Yeah. So we have unlikable characters, a not scary antagonist, a bewildering setting, and that's our movie so far.
1: I don't even want to explain this entire film. Nah, fuck I, it. I'm, abandon- I'm abandoning that. We can hit key points, but sure. like explaining the entire plot of this film, absolutely fuck that mm-hmm. right now. I'm oh. having a little more fun just diving into certain parts <coughs> of it.
0: <laughs> you said it, but like, I totally agree. What a waste of Doug Jones
1: yeah what an absolute fucking waste this and slender man
0: yeah what a waste of doug jones like this one especially this really just is he stands there and like at the climax of the movie he just like emerges he's like got this weird grin to him like he's pranking everybody we made a, a, a punked comparison and he just like pokes
1: elliot in the forehead a few times like he's fucking oh. with them before we watched this, I told you this was going to be better than the Slender Man movie. You did. I take that back.
0: Yeah, like for all the faults the um, Slenderman movie has, at least Slender Man... Kind.
1: At least I know why... No, at least I know why Slender Man exists. Yeah. At least I know there was some degree of demand for a Slender Man movie. Why is this movie a thing?
0: Blumhouse wanted to had to burn seven point four million dollars to get some tax breaks, and I guess, and they found this book and said, "Yep, we'll make that." It it made almost thirty million, so it made its money back and then some. But I, I can't imagine making this and thinking like, "Yeah." The most notable press this movie got was Chris Straub making a joke. Movie poster that said the pee pee poo poo man.
1: Yes, okay. that was this I, thing's I actually, biggest splash in PR. I actually wanted to dive into that a little bit. A little okay, bit and tell everyone that like, yeah, the memes around this were pretty funny. I I remember there being a lot of them at the time. Yeah, uh someone made the poo poo pee pee man poster. There was a hash slinging slasher poster. <laughs> there was all sorts of posters about how dumb the name the bye bye man is, and it is dumb. Fair. But I can kind of see it from the perspective of you know like. Book tales and urban legends that they kind of have names like that.
0: Yes, but but it's a based on like you update what needs to be updated and say it's based on blank book. Like that's how Annihilation was.
1: Oh, I will say, and and I said this after Sade explained the lore, (laughs) the lore to us. The lore sounds worse. Yeah, the lore (laughs) lore is is really. This actual film was, and that's saying something.
0: An albino orphan hobo from louisiana rides with, a, with rail cars made it, tongues and
1: eyeballs
0: kills people and if people hear about him i don't know how they would he has a psychic link and he shows up on a train and kills people
1: Jeff the killer is better than the bye-bye man
0: <laughs> oh my god you're right <laughs> jeff the killer has better justification and explanation than the bye-bye man yeah extreme trauma makes you go crazy that's that's all jeff the killer is but yeah, that's
1: really it. Why
0: the Bye Bye Man killed people in the beginning, we don't know. Maybe it's in the Ooh. book. I'm not going to read it. But in this movie, he's like the boogeyman, but with no explanation. He shows up and kills people. Why? And he doesn't kill people. He gets
1: people to kill themselves and each other.
0: That's true. That's actually yeah. true. He gets people to run into trains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we do have to talk about that.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, really quick. So we can talk about the rest of the movie. Everyone's like suffering, and they're seeing shit, and they don't know why. So Elliot investigates it and finds out that the Bye Bye Man mystery exists. And Larry, from the beginning, like tried to hide it, but he couldn't. And they have to solve this mystery, and it's too late because the Bye Bye Man's too powerful. And at the end of the movie, John tells Carrie and Moss about the bye-bye man so his legend is never dead and he's coming back that's it that's this fucking movie that's the plot of this movie none of it matters
1: also elliot isn't a
0: murderer (laughs) so now we can just pick out scenes oh shit well if we're doing that my spider room scene is when it's very early on when they're first getting the hallucinations and elliot has a dream or maybe sasha i don't know it doesn't matter one of them has a dream and there's a train coming down the tracks. And then, it sh- and then like, it's at night, and then suddenly on the tracks are Sasha, Elliot, and John, buck naked, facing the other way, and then they get hit by a train. This takes about 1.5 seconds of screen time, and just happens, and I just lose my shit. Because what is- the fuck does that have to do with anything?
1: <laughs> that is a beautiful spider room moment. Once again,
0: um- put them in a polyamorous relationship please because then i would have given
1: right. a shit. whole extra point on our scoring system that, does that doesn't exist. exist so okay my spider room moment my spider room moment is probably going to be not the the fish sucking the fisherman's dick wallpaper which is pretty good but which is pretty good but there's a point where it cuts to the wallpaper and it's like a hunter with his dog mm-hmm. and then it just closes in on the wallpaper and then like it cgs the head of the normal dog into the the meat dog it is some ps2 level technology it, it's it it, it looks
0: terrible it serves very little purpose like a lot of things in this movie it's there and you you, you scratch your head and going what was the point of that cuz again <clears throat> if we had any stakes in any of this movie that might have been concerning but it's not so it's just there that's all i got for you like it's just there trinity is just there as a cop Fade dunaway's Librar- there as an old woman
1: okay i may i may have i may have two more honorary mention spider room moments one is librarian getting hit with a car <laughs> <laughs> please
0: run over a real person please run over a real person ah the old librarian in the middle of the road trick works every time (laughs) that was actually decently set up yeah it means nothing
1: it has has the fake out at first yeah and uh then him actually hitting her okay so the (laughs) bye-bye man makes you see see things yes that makes you paranoid and like want to kill your friends or whatever. So Elliot at one point in the full throes of the bye-bye man virus or whatever the fuck is driving, try, trying to get back to his house to save his save Sasha and athlete man jock. I will never remember his name no matter how hard I try.
0: It's a really unique name like John. Oh, right. That's it.
1: So yeah, he's he's rushing back home A a Nerf football or is it just a regular football? A football hits his windshield, and he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, And then he sees jock friend John in the middle of the road. He realizes it's a hallucination and drives right through John, and he's so proud of himself. Mm -hmm. And he looks back over his shoulder, and he's like, fuck yeah, I conquered the Bye Bye Man's hallucination bullshit. (laughs) Then he turns back to look at the road and hits the librarian. (laughs) The the librarian who uh, showed him the uh, lost article about the Bye Bye Man
0: by the way so yes elliot does a very slender man movie moment of going to the library to look on that great search engine called search
1: yeah, I forgot about search search oh, yeah. search is my favorite search engine. i fucking, I fucking love search
0: because even if it was like an internal like university library system it would still have a name they all have names yeah. it's not just search yeah. but anyway it so is
1: clearly just google with the word search, search. In and like you can search
0: time. on search and that was on the screen and that it was just I was I was loving that the librarian who has like some hilarious delivery, but like she learns about the bye bye man and she, as revealed to us in the movie before this scene we're just talking about happened, has killed her kids. So yeah. when she's killed by Elliot, again, there are no stakes because she is already a murderer. if anything, that was a plus that she was plowed over by a car because she's glossed the plot and she's murdering people. nothing in this movie. Has any stakes to it. Yep. But him hitting Nothing. her was fucking hilarious. It, it was hilarious. Yeah. I think that's I know your only, other honorable mention, but go ahead.
1: That's the only other unrated scene I remember because <laughs> he goes to check on her and you see uh, like yeah. the back of her head is just fucking gone.
0: And you know what? I'm sorry. When I was in getting my driver's license and had to go to driving school, they showed us red asphalt. And there literally is a scene, I'll never forget this because I was 15 and this is meant to scar you. There's a cop picking up someone's brains off the highway from a crash. And that is real horror. And it has probably desensitized me to a lot of stuff, but like that scene was nothing. As far as like unrated, like, oh, who cares? I've seen worse in movies.
1: Probably my other spider room moment is going to be Goth Girl getting hit by the train.
0: Oh, okay. So it wasn't the one I was thinking of. Well, let's
1: hear your other one first. Faye Dunaway lighting on fire. Yes, actually, that was going to be the one.
0: (laughs) 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 And it's obvious that it's a fake. But it's just so campy how it's done.
1: If this movie took itself less seriously, I uh-huh. would I would go as far as to call the, that moment brilliant. <laughs> Let's set up the scene. Elliot finds out that Larry's wife is alive, former owner of the nightstand where he found the name the Bye Bye Man in.
0: Which, by the way, so- does give us our final flashback to Larry which is our last yeah. little glimmer of hope in this movie. We get,
1: we get three scenes of Larry in this movie. Uh. and They're the best scenes in the movie. Larry
0: graffitiing up his walls and talking to his wife and grabbing the shotgun out the closet is just, it just brings Damn. me so much happiness.
1: Pure uncut Larry. Oh. <laughs> he, he goes to his wife's house and it's Faye Dunaway.
0: Faye fucking Dunaway.
1: And he breaks into her house and she immediately is like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get the hell out. Guy breaking into my house. He starts to explain, like, of the situation he's in. She realizes what it's about. This is when we get the flashback to Larry. Larry never told her the name of the bye-bye man. And I don't know if we've adequately explained the whole Who don't think it does that aspect. Don't. Once you hear the bye-bye man's name, you begin to obsess over it and start to see him. And then he makes you kill all your friends and then yourself.
0: Freddy Krueger. He
1: also, he also wants you to spread his name so he can infect more people or whatever.
0: Because it's great because she's... Uh, you know sorry continue the scene we'll get to it
1: okay so he says that he sees lights outside like there's a train passing by the house but they're inside of the house so she's like what the hell are you talking about i don't see anything he has the realization that the bye-bye man makes you see things which at this point in the movie we all got that (laughs) this
0: movie has re-explained its plot and its monster three times at this point because and i had the question and i don't think we're actually able to answer it, is the movie stupid or does it think its audience is stupid? is it possibly both because there is a distinction like why would you over explain this other than for padding reasons
1: yeah i don't know gotta, gotta hit that hour and a half runtime. how much did this uh, add 10 minutes yeah like the un- the unrated version of this movie added 10 minutes and i don't know where inconsequential um, moments had, had to get in that fish wallpaper anyway on away then gets up and starts to poke at the fire oh first she gives him a gun oh that was great
0: it's only and... one way to end this kill yourself and everyone you know this is <laughs> the best advice in a horror movie i've ever seen kill everyone and yourself
1: <laughs> that that was that was her solution to the the bye-bye man problem then she picks up a poker and starts to poke at the fire the fire spreads up the poker onto her arm and sets her on fire a poker and...
0: a hot iron poker which is meant to by the way is forged into fire, so mostly fireproof, just lights up like it's
1: just covered in gasoline. Yeah, like uh, lights up like it's kindling, and just sets her ablaze, and she's just standing there on fire, screaming about being on fire, and how she does not want to be on fire. <laughs> Elliot is like, no, this isn't real. And, sure uh, enough, eventually it's not. Sherlock, the hallucination breaks, and Faye Dunaway is not, in fact, on fire.
0: But uh, it, it was a wonderful little distraction from the movie. We were trying yeah. to watch. Faye Dunaway, by cool. the way, was in A Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. You know, one of the most popular fucking plays of all time. She was hey. in The Messenger, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's about Joan of Arc. Highly suggest- Hey, you know what other
1: movie she was in? The Bye Bye
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch The Messenger. It's really fucking good. And also, Carrie Ann Moss was in this. Yeah, I was about
1: to say, Carrie Ann Moss was in this and completely wasted.
0: And I, I would be more angry, but she just got to be in another Matrix movie, so Carrie Ann Moss is okay. She's doing yeah. fine. It's Carrie all Moss right. Is doing
1: fine. Everything's all right. Oh boy, it's a bad
0: fucking movie. This um... movie, like, she's like telling people to shut up and then winking at them, <laughs> and it's weird.
1: She's trying to get people to talk, and then and people telling them try to shut and talk, up. and she tells them to shut up.
0: I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> Like at this point in the right. movie, I think I mentioned at this point in the movie, I spent about 25 minutes with my mouth agape and my head in my hand, up ag- my there fingers were, up against my temple, just going, what is happening?
1: There were long stretches of this movie where I was just watching and feeling nothing. That too.
0: Like every
1: yeah. emotional
0: scene, everything which was like, these characters are going through emotional turmoil and there's paranoia. And I feel nothing because I could care less about any of them.
1: This is presumably the climax of the film. I don't care.
0: (laughs) Uh -uh. I I, I, I feel nothing other than perplexity. God, I don't care. I don't care that it's any of them. Movie, you're doing nothing here. Yeah. And that is what's so frustrating is that this movie is like, Look at this really important friendship that's being ruined and it's not set up
1: at all. You see some pictures of them with their, when they were kids and that's apparently all we need. Which doesn't even mean shit. Like, friends. hey, we're really good
0: friends because of college would have been perfectly fine, but we're just thrown into here's three friends. They're renting a house. There's a love triangle and now they're dead that's it there's, there's there's nothing to endear us to any of these characters their presentation was so confused from the beginning i know i've already said it like eight times but it's like it looked like they were in a three-way that's fine and if you had established that and then they started turning on each other we would have cared because they actually like all had a thing together but it literally was yeah. just we're a bunch of weird college students who can't read the fucking terms of a lease properly and do stupid shit
1: let's let's return to my opinion that uh, the house is one of the best characters in the film. I don't pretend
0: to know the writer or the producer or the director's minds. I don't. But how do you make a movie where the most obvious explanation from the outset of the movie is that this house is in disrepair and is has something wrong with it. And I'm not even talking haunted just like it's probably got asbestos, radon, a CO2 leak mold, all of this shit. Like it looks decrepit. Why is that not the justification as to why your main characters are going crazy? That it wrote itself, but it's that's not what the movie is. Like I would be happy if the explanation was they all just had like fucking CO2 poisoning or something. And Mr Daisy gets, you know, sued like crazy for wrongful death.
1: And that explanation would have got us a lot less Larry.
0: Again, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You, you you can't set us up with Larry in the first scene and then, like, switch to something else. You can't yeah. do that
1: movie. Give us more Larry. <laughs>
0: give us... And we discussed it, we're like, okay, what if the movie, this, this, and this, you know, it has three things it needs to do. Actually, fuck this two other things. We just need more Larry.
1: More Larry!
0: Just 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 give me give me a whole movie of Larry just going postal and confused as to why he's going postal. And I would have been so sold in his bright 1969 saturated reverie. I I would be so down I I compared it to Silent Night Blade Night 2 saying can someone like recut this with Larry just saying Garbage Day and I just want that movie now
1: (laughs) I really want that but there's also another villain in this film we have not discussed (sighs) Mr. Daisy (laughs) oh Jesus at one point Sasha goes to a gardening store and we are very confused about why she is there for a few moments but then she establishes she's she's there to talk to the owner of the gardening store whose name is mr daisy
0: (laughs) and not like welcome to mr daisy's gardening shop no his name is mr daisy His
1: name is mr daisy mr daisy is the owner of the gardening store
0: d-a-i-z-y or at least that's what the Uh, the subtitles told me
1: mr daisy is apparently the person leasing them this nightmare house (laughs) he
0: kind of feels like he knows that he just sold them a raw deal but doesn't give a shit that scene was almost saying like Oh, he knows about the bye-bye man but he doesn't like no. nothing happens it, out of that
1: it's straight up just fuck them kids <laughs>
0: yeah no fuck them they're college students they're stupid which again i don't care where you are in the us you can't rent a house that is basically uninhabitable you need everything yeah. fixed you can't have your radiators blowing apart that's not a thing
1: it's one of the first things they say when they get in is like it's oh, sasha says that it's creepy one of them says, "No, it's, oh, it's just because it's cold." No, it's a fucking broken down, abandoned house.
0: <laughs> the front shot is literally like there. Like the the front door is like off its hinges. Or not even that it's off its hinges. They walk in and there's another front door off its hinges inside the atrium, which doesn't make any fucking sense. But the fake shutters are like lopsided. It looks like it's fucking
1: abandoned. If so- someone says that, like, this this house is haunted by the bye-bye man, I'd be like, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, but I can't.
1: Anything, from the looks of this house, everything has happened in this house. It's been
0: a crack den, it's been possessed, everything.
1: So, there's a movie called Mystery Team. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's a point where one of the characters is trying to fish a ring out of, like, the filthiest toilet on the planet, and he sticks his hand in, and he says... Everything is in this toilet. <laughs> and that's that's this house. <laughs> I
0: remember when Blockbuster was still around, by the way, showing my age. My friends and I were just like, let's go down to fucking blockbuster and get a movie. What the fuck is this? This has Donald Glover on it. This is this is from college humor. What is this? Let me pick up this little DVD called Mystery Team. And we watch it, and it's the best fucking thing
1: we had seen in a long time. Don't watch Bye Bye Man. Don't Uh, watch Bye Bye Man. Here's our recommendation. Watch Mystery Team.
0: (laughs) Watch Mystery Team. Watch Bloody Pit of Horror. Watch The Messenger. Is there anything notable else to talk about in this fucking movie?
1: Uh, I'm racking my brain right now. It's so weird that part of the Bye Bye Man, like, plan... Is to make our protagonist think like his girlfriend's fucking his friend. It's, it's so weird. weird that that's a thing in this horror movie.
0: It's only weird because the menage a trois is not properly set up. It's just here they are. Are they fucking each other or not? Like, dude, I, I have I haven't even seen a breeding couple together. Like to really endear me to them. All you've shown me is three friends who probably should just be a thing. And yeah. then they spend the entire movie going, oh, John's fucking Sasha. And that's it. And you just, you don't give a shit because the characters are not likable and we're not invested in them or their struggle. And we're confused by the antagonist and we're confused by everything else happening in the movie. Again, it's me sitting for 25 minutes with my mouth slightly ajar, holding my head going, what am I watching? What am I supposed to feel? It's
1: bad. Uh, Yeah, it's a bad movie.
0: I'm reading the Wikipedia article right now, and I just honed in on one really funny line, which is, in North America, the film was released alongside the openings of Monster Trucks. (laughs) (laughs) And and that tells me everything I need to know (laughs) about
1: 2017. Bad movie.
0: It's bad. It's not fun.
1: It's a bad Bad. movie, everybody.
0: These little parts that we're laughing about are not worth the price of admission. There's nothing... I don't want to see a Bye Bye Man 2 with like a a cool reimagining because it would just be Larry and Larry just needs to be his own movie is is just born of let's make Slenderman but call it something else what's a book we can dig up it shows how poorly executed it is I got nothing else to say about this movie it's just such a slog too it's so such like just nonsense in it that happens for spans and spans of time yeah We'll be back Uh, next episode with something better.
1: I'm looking at the IMDb trivia for this page, trying to think of something else to say. And it's just, Doug Jones, who plays the title character, previously played Slenderman and always watching a Marble Hornet story. (laughs) And it says Slenderman, who has similar abilities. I forgot that part in parentheses. Yep. This is is shitty Slenderman. This is the bad Slenderman.
0: Oh my God. That's saying something.
1: Anyway, hey... You know what I got in front of me? Alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Bloop.
0: Alan can put back Boilermakers like no one's business. I've been been nursing this bottle of Saison the entire time, which tells you something. If I'm not getting, like, fucking plastered for this review, I didn't have a good time. I drink when I want to have fun, and reviewing this is a challenge to find something to talk about that isn't just negative. But same Um, time, had a great time watching it with Alan and doing this podcast
1: had a good time let's watch something better next time absolutely um,
0: We'll we'll discuss that after we end here for sure hey thank you for joining us
1: for this sorry
0: for being an incredible downer
1: i think i think we brought it brought it up enough if you like what we're doing do all the stuff you do online when you like what people are doing uh-huh. Give us a thumbs up and a happy time, and leave us some comments. And leave us some comments about maybe some movies you want us to watch. And if you go to Twitter and at Creative Horror and use the hashtag The Jameson Tapes, asks us stuff, ask us stuff about movies we've watched, or maybe recommend us more films.
0: Yeah, no, tag us in the Discord if you're part of the Creative Horror Discord. If you want our opinions on things or suggestions, please do. Oh, you know what? This is the part of the show where we're supposed to make a drink.
1: And all I can suggest is
0: is just drink acetone. So maybe you
1: forget this fucking movie. Yeah, I need something bad inside of something bland.
0: Really cheap vodka tossed into Miller Lite.
1: I know this is a joke that I'm using too early in this show, considering we were going to watch so many more movies, but fuck it, the Bye Bye Man gets it. Hey guys, make your own Bye Bye Boilermaker. Drop a shot of Malort- into fucking bud light <laughs> malort and blood bud light it's the bye bye boilermaker have have fun time drinking that
0: don't drink that
1: don't watch this no movie one don't do any uh, of this if you actually drank that let us know but also don't i don't um, want to
0: meet you if you're a person who would do that to themselves
1: anyway thanks for joining us intro now because we had to go back and do the thing we were supposed to we do.
0: did yeah no tune in next episode for a much better movie, hopefully. Can't be worse. <laughs> no, no. I, I can't imagine. The Jameson Tapes is hosted and created by Alan Cheney and Abysme. If you have a movie suggestion for the podcast, please leave a comment, message us on the Creative Horror Discord, or tweet at Creative Horror with the hashtag JamesonTapes. Creative Horror is a network of creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans please visit us at creativehorror.com.